0: From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Ken Kelleher, owner of Landmark Technologies, a responsive, client-focused and award-winning managed service provider, helping clients achieve success and transformation through their IT and communications. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Ken. Ken, you know, you set up Landmark Technologies over a quarter of a century ago now. And when you think about it, there's obviously been a huge amount of changes in the industry itself. Why don't you please take us through the journey of maybe the Landmark Technologies that you set up over nearly 25 years ago to where you've come to today?
1: Elaine, great to be here. and Thank you for having me on. When you put it as almost 25 years, I, I'm starting to feel, feel my age. I think <laughs> a, a qu- almost a quarter of a century. Um, it's, um, we've seen a lot over the, the, those years um, from booms, busts, recessions, depressions, and, and now what, what's happening with, with Ukraine and, and Russia, which is an important thing, um, probably we might discuss at some point in relation around cybersecurity. Um, when we started, we were very much a, a, a man in a van running around fixing PCs. And that naturally grew into becoming a maintenance company. And then what we call a managed services provider An MSP is the the terminology we use, and that again has transitioned over the last number of years from being a a managed service provider where customers outsource all their IT needs to us. And we look after everything from from the the plugs all the way into the internet and everything in between um, to what we call a managed services security provider. So we've evolved. Every five to seven years, we kind of reinvent ourselves and evolve into the next uh, level of, of uh, service offering, IT service offering. So managed services, security provider, uh, we're very much what we would call cloud first. So everything we do is is around the cloud. Um, the days of buying servers are fast going, if not already gone from, from most businesses now. And obviously wrapping relevant, cybersecurity around that is is crucially important for the success of of businesses, especially now, as I mentioned, what we're seeing with with, with, uh, Ukraine and Russia.
0: So coming from a corporate background myself, right, um, Ken, you know, when I hear terms like cybersecurity and cloud first, I think of really big, you know, blue chip, multinational corporations. But the reality is, these are issues that are so pertinent for the, the traditional, typical Irish SME, family-based business, your indigenous Irish business is going through. How has is, how is that evolved or how is it affecting you know, that size of company?
1: Well, we're, we're all targets. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're one person or 100 people in your organization, we're all targets. And the, the, the crucial thing to know is that they may not be necessarily targeting you specifically, but the... Hackers, if you want to use the that, that broad term, what they do is what they're organized criminals. Effectively, what they do is they throw the net so wide that they're trawling through the internet, they're trawling through the various different systems, looking for an open window. And as, as soon as they see that all that, that open window, they gain access and in they go. So they're not necessarily trying to um, a- a- attack your uh, small to medium-sized business with a with a handful of employees. It's just you get caught on that net as well so everybody is at risk and th- the risk is genuine and the risk is there we see it every day of the week we have various different uh challenges coming to us every day of the week from our clients and a uh, broader um, field as well in terms of people coming to us looking for us for help uh, but every, everybody is a potentially a target
0: and how can say you know a, a t- typical irish SME how could they protect themselves against such attacks and how can they improve their security in in that space
1: there's a number of very simple things they can do straight off um and relatively inexpensive as well so education obviously is key your um your strongest link in the chain is actually your people a lot of people say it's the weakest but it's actually the strongest because it's the people if they're educated and they know what to look for and they're on alert and they're they question various emails that come in that don't take things for granted, and they double check things, um, that is your first line of defense. That is really, really the strongest link in the chain. So what I would always say is train your people. So companies like Landmark would, would offer, um, and we, we, we offer free as well as is, is cybersecurity awareness training, security awareness training, and they're usually done in, you know, 20 minute type uh, lunch and learn online segments where we bring people through what to look for all the tricks that these 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 scammers and organized criminals use to try and bypass the security systems um you'll obviously recall the hse um mm-hmm. a very large organization how they got in there was through one person through one uh person clicking on something they, they sh- probably should have been educated a little bit better to to uh, uh not to click on um so the other areas they can put in place is email security so email security and email in general is one of the biggest um, areas of of compromise so a lot of stuff comes in through email it's 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 quite sophisticated so the education piece is important but also there is security that we can put in place at very low cost to prevent the hackers gaining access to your email which is what we call business email compromise BEC and again that's one of the biggest forms of, of cyber threat out there.
0: And I think, you know, myself, I probably would have been of that court. Ken, they would have said, Oh God, you know what? It'll never happen to me until I recently found, you know, um a top, should we say, TV streaming device where I automatically taking um a particular amount from my account every month and I realized, hang on, here it actually clicked something, which let mm. them in. So again, I can totally see yes, was that whole area how educating your people and how if you actually, you know, shift the mindset that actually your people are your strongest link. And once the people kind of, you know, know and know what to look out for and all of that. But can, I'd like to take you back to maybe when this all started. When you first set up Landmark Technologies, did you know where exactly, you know, the road that was ahead of you? What were your goals and ambitions back then?
1: Absolutely not. I not a clue. Um, so in, in terms of setting up Landmark, um, uh, at, at the time I'd been working in, in the corporate environment, I was contracting, consulting with, with, with various different banks and some technology companies. Um, and I think I enjoyed the, the freedom that that gave me. Uh, rather than being a, um, an, an employee, I was my own boss to a degree and I could take whatever contracts are, are not, as the case might have been, that, that came up. Um, that quickly snowballed into uh, starting to hire people. And that's where all of a sudden it got very serious. Uh, now I have to hire people, now if have are responsible for people and I think then after a couple of years um, I started to then gain a proper vision and a proper mission around what we wanted to do as a business. So kind of matured um, from there on in. Like we are, as I say, almost 25 years in business but we're still very much a pup, we're a bit of a teenager when it comes to certain aspects of the business.
0: And I think something that you really put out there is that you're in an industry that's ever changing. So every couple of years, you totally have to reinvent yourself because I can only imagine that where you are today is miles removed service offering wise to where you started out 25 years ago, which is probably more in the hardware software side.
1: Correct, totally unrecognizable. Whereas when we started out, we would have had uh, vans on the road, guys in the vans running around with, with parts, fixing all sorts of problems. Now it's all done remotely. In fact, we've got technology now that can self-heal and can automatically fix problems in the middle of the night before we even know about it. And particularly around the cybersecurity aspect, you know, there's very clever technology out there which will recognize a cybersecurity attack and close it down automatically for you. Again, that's not necessarily enterprise level, that's SME level we can do that for. Um, Yeah, the, the business has changed dramatically over those 25 years, but even more so in the last two since lockdowns and COVID hit in, in 2020. The digital transformation that a lot of companies have gone through to move from working in the office to remotely working at home etc, uh, that really has been compressed into 2020, 2021, which probably is a year or two is worth of, of, of transformation that probably would have naturally happened over the next five to seven years. So that's really brought people up to, uh, to, to the next level. So now we're, what would have been maybe a five to seven year revolution? It's probably much shorter now. It's probably a two or three revolution. And we're, we're now looking for the next um, change. If we, we have to make change to stay relevant.
0: Despite all the change, Ken, one thing that certainly remained constant, and it's something um, through the accreditation program that we've seen here at the Old Ireland Business Foundation, you're a three-time All-Star and you've recently been acknowledged as All-Star IT entrepreneur of the year 2022. And if we look at the KPIs that you have in your business from a customer satisfaction side and from a customer retention side, like, you know, they're almost clean sheets, 98% customer satisfaction score and 99% customer retention. What do you believe a, You know, a, what do you attribute to that success?
1: Good old-fashioned customer service. Um, put, put, you know, we're we're, um, we're people. We are a people business, even though we're dealing with technology and and, and bits and bytes and cybersecurity, whatever it might be. But we're, it's, it's absolutely people first. Whether that's our own people, or the customers. It's it's people first, and I firmly believe in happy team, happy customers. Mm absolutely buy into that. So we, we look after our team very well, and therefore they look after the clients very, very well. So it is good old fashioned customer service.
0: And tell me, look, uh, Ken, no business runs smoothly all of the time. So I'm sure that you've had some ups and downs along the way. What can you see as having been the biggest challenge you've had in growing the business?
1: Um, well, the biggest challenge is people again, and we're, we're seeing that ever even more so now in the last uh, 12 months, eight, 8 to 6 months, particularly with the what's been coined the Great Resignation. Um, we, we've, we've been affected by that. Uh, we've had people move on and um, it's given us an opportunity to attract in uh, new talent into the business. So people have always been the challenge, whether we were when I was a, a, a one person operation 25 years ago, taking on my first employee to where we are now with, you know, with, you know we're going to hit over 20 employees this year. Um, People, people, people. That's the, the, the always the biggest challenge. It's the most difficult part and can be the most rewarding part as well of, of operating the business.
0: And do you believe maybe the shift to some element of remote work practice will actually help in that regard? You know, will help with regard to the, you know, the people attraction side of things?
1: Absolutely. So we, we've got a mixed um, approach that we've got team members, people who want to be in the office five days a week, and we've got people who, you know, do not want to do that hour and a half commute or two hour commute and are able to work fully remote. We're, we're, we're happy to, to work with our team either way. And then we've got the hybrid mode as well, where we've got people who've got designated office days and designated working from home days as well. So we're, we're doing all the above um, and we're gonna see how it plays out. And if people wanna come into the office, that's, that's fine. If people wanna work from home, that's also fine. Technology enables us to do that. Um, and it's about putting trust into the, into the team, you know, that they can do an effective job anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, why not at home?
0: Absolutely. Ken, you're in, a, in an industry, which we alluded to earlier, that, that's ever-changing, right? Um, and the speed of change has really like increased in the last number of years. What do you do yourself to keep, I won't say ahead of the curve, but to keep on top of things and to make sure that you're ahead there so that you can give that service back to your customers?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so we, we would attend a lot of industry events So uh, the last couple of years, a lot of that has been online. This year, uh, it's coming back to in person. So we would go to various different uh, cybersecurity events, industry events, um, and so on and so forth. In fact, I'm just back from um, an event that was in London last week, three days in London last week. And it's within a a peer group. So I'm a member of a, a peer group. Uh, which is a US-based peer group but that operates in the UK and operates in Ireland and, and throughout Europe. But effectively what I do is each quarter I meet up with, in my peer group, there's, there's about five or six or, or more in the, who met last week, um, with about eight or nine other business owners and we share warts and all the good, the bad and the ugly about our businesses. In fact we, we report into them as if they're our board of directors. So I have potential competitors sitting around the table, looking at our PL, looking at our sales funnel, looking at all the different KPIs we use to measure, measure the business, and they're challenging me on it and holding me accountable. Um, and those meetings are fantastic because we also get an opportunity to share knowledge um, about trends, about what's happening, what solutions are out there, and so on and so forth. And it also gives us a chance to come in and, and uh, have vendors come in and, and uh, uh, pitch to us as to why they're, why they're the best solution for the potential problem that we're going to come across. So networking, peer sessions, keeping relevant, listening to podcasts, and so on, and reading books as well is is important.
0: And I totally concur. I think that peer learning element is absolutely crucial and affording yourself that time out of the business as well, which is difficult for a business owner to do rather than be wrapped up in the day-to-day runnings and operations of the business to actually pause and take a step back. And to be able mm. to do that and to do that in such an open, trusting environment with your peers is fantastic. Because, again, mm. it gives you that the opportunity, as you said, you know, to thrash things out. What's been the biggest business le- lesson that you've learned in your journey so far, Ken? God.
1: Only one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just but, give us one. <laughs> yeah. I, look,
1: I think I've made all the mistakes that you can possibly make um, w- w- without, without sound, sounding too, uh, too um um, twee about it. It's it's about. I think the Americans have a, a good attitude towards this. Uh, you know, failures are stepping stones to success. That type of attitude. Mm-hmm. I think you know we all, uh, whether we're, we're business leaders, uh, you know, team members, whatever it might be, we all get knocks, we all get pushbacks. But the key thing is, is how you respond and get back up and and move forward with that. So take the knock, whatever it might be, learn the lessons, and move on, and make sure it doesn't happen again. So I think resilience is is key. Um, and also having a peer group or having uh, somebody who can, you know, you can talk to, whether that's a, a, a spouse or a friend or even a, another member of the team or someone on those lines. So somebody you can have a good uh, confidential conversation with to try and work it out and, and, and move on. Mm-hmm. So, and, that's
0: a, and that's a very good point as well, because for many of our listeners here today who may be business owners in their own right, sometimes there's that feeling that you have to have all the answers and you have to know it all. Whereas, in fact, by having a peer group, it gives you that sense of, I suppose, escapism, but that safe environment outside maybe of your of your your own team and your own internal staffing, you know, that you can feel maybe that bit freer to discuss things um, inside. So that would be something that we're great advocates of here. Ken, your journey over the last twenty-five years has been absolutely admirable, no less the last two years in particular, and the change in your successes there. What's next for Landmark Technologies?
1: Um, so, we, we are looking at acquisitions. Um, I, I, you know, Ireland is a small market. Um, you know, we're the size of Manchester or whatever the comparisons are normally made. So it is a small market so for us to grow to where we want to be and um, we have a, a five-year plan which actually started the, on the first of jan 2020 so we've kind of slightly <laughs> extended it a bit but you know lockdown and um, hasn't necessarily been too difficult for us um it has had challenges with some of our clients and we've, we've worked very closely with them to to support them and work 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 through it with them Um so we have a five-year plan where we want to be will probably require a couple of acquisitions along the way, so we're actively looking and talking to other uh, vendors to uh, to acquire, um, and we we may look further afield outside of the uh, outside of the Irish market. Maybe the the UK market has always been something I've been interested in as well, and even as, even you know as far west as as the states. So w- w- I think we probably need to break out of the, the the market that we're in and stretch our wings a bit further.
0: And can I ask you, with regard to your clients, your client base, just to marry up with that that vision, would most of your clients currently be in Ireland or are your clients further afield right now?
1: All shapes and sizes. Um, you know, being in business for the, the almost, I, I'm going to keep saying almost 25 years. For almost 25 years, we, we've had the pleasure to work with lots of different companies. Some of them would be your, 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 your typical SME, and others would be larger corporates that would have offices dotted about the place. So it, it's 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 all shapes and all sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got customers with offices, you know, in Vietnam and and uh, California and, and Germany and Italy and everywhere else in between.
0: So you've had, the, the appetite has been whetted with regard to that global expansion plan. So I think that the next couple of years are going to be very interesting, especially as you're so actively on the lookout in terms of those acquisitions, Ken. Yeah. Um, Ken, do you know what? I want to get to know, I want our listeners and, and my, ourselves here at the foundation to get to know you maybe a little bit better personally. So I'm just going to have sure. a little quick, a quick fire personal round. I'm going to fire a couple of questions at you, Ken. Um, I'll ask you not to t- think too long and hard about it. Just give us the first answer that crops into your head, all right? Are you game sure. first. Ken, what's your most cherished
1: possession? Oh, Lord.
0: Um, <laughs> now, it can't be a person.
1: Yeah, I, I deleted that immediately. <laughs> that would be very, uh, very not on PC to say that. Do you, know, do you know, can I just say, as I've gotten older, possessions mean less to me. Um, I do re- remember when I was in my 20s and 30s and I was able to buy that car that I wanted. Uh, interests me less now. Possessions, I think. Um, don't excite me as much as, as they would have maybe when, when I was 10, 15 years ago. Um, maybe something so. of
0: sentimental value.
1: Lord. Um, you're really putting me on the spot on that one. Can you come <laughs> back on <to> that one?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, no problem at all. If you could send some advice back in time to your 20-year-old self, what would you share?
1: Uh, so... First piece of advice I would give my twenty-year-old self would be: um, don't be afraid to fail. Um, that goes back to kind of what I was talking about earlier on—that um, we have a, you know, the we have an, an attitude towards failure. Um, f- just move on from that, and also maybe get people get maybe investment into the business earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, the business has been grown totally organically. There's been zero investment in it, uh, but maybe look at investment earlier. Because I think I, what, as business owners, what we do is we spend 10, 15 years building the business, building the business. We get to a certain size and then we say, OK, well, now I'd like to exit or I'd like to do this, do that, or the other, whatever it might be. But if you could compact that down and maybe get equity into the business earlier and help that growth happen in a shorter time frame.
0: And maybe we could all retire earlier as well. I like well, a yeah, big,
1: <laughs> you know, or, or, or reboot and do something else. You know,
0: absolutely. Tell yeah. us something, Ken, that most people wouldn't know about you.
1: I'm really a nice guy.
0: <laughs> and you say that so earnestly. <laughs> something, um, something we wouldn't know about you. We all know that. We all know that Ken is a nice guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am quite an open book. I'm easy to read. I think probably sometimes too easy to read, which, which is, I don't know. Um,
0: uh, Any hidden you know, talents?
1: I, 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 I always wanted to be a drummer in a rock band. Oh, very good.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. You, I, you've got I, a bit of bees, have you so, Ken?
1: Uh, well, no, not really. I'm, I'm <laughs> I, And I, I do, the odd time, do a bit of karaoke. Ah, oh,
0: um, good. What's your favourite karaoke song?
1: Uh, well, it would probably be... Um, well, a big Depeche Mode fan. There you go. So it might be very a Depeche song. Mode song or it could be Rod um, uh Rod, Rod Stewart. Rod um, Stewart. Maggie Mae that kind of stuff but there's usually quite a few beers on board at that stage and I can't <laughs> say so they, they put me on at the end to clear out the pub or whatever it might be you know?
0: no problem at all But <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me when you were growing up as a child did you have any idea of what you wanted to be?
1: well I I no but I always knew business I always wanted to be in business um, now did I know what business I was going to be in? no but I always uh, wanted to be in business both my parents is had businesses and were entrepreneurs. So, I suppose that's where I got that from to a degree and and my grandparents as well had their own businesses. So, I come from a, a long line of um business owners and um so definitely wants to be in business. So the
0: Absolutely. long hour, the long hours and the, the hard work never phased you from the outset having you know grown up to you know yeah. in, in an entrepreneurial family.
1: Yeah, it's all I know. Long hours and hard work. Good
0: stuff. Um,
1: yeah, it's my default thing as well, which is probably not good, but my default thing is to is to work if there's nothing else on. Yeah, but no. That, that, I, that, that tells you a lot about me. I, I <laughs> hear
0: you there, Ken. <laughs> Tell me, if you could have a dinner party and invite any four people, who would you like to have around the table? Um, oh, that's
1: a good question. Any four people. I'd any like four people. At the table. Um, David McWilliams. Very good. The Economist. Um, mm-hmm. I listen to his podcast religiously. I think it's very educational and very interesting guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a great insight. Um, Richard Branson. Um, lot of admiration for Richard Branson. And in fact, what I said about keeping the staff happy and they'll keep your customers happy is a Richard Branson. I'm sure it's been said a million times, but mm-hmm. I think he's pretty much accredited with that. Um, I'm struggling for two more people. Who else would I like around the table? Um, hmm. Good question. I, I, I'm just too busy. I don't have time for dinner. <laughs>
0: <podcast>. <laughs> no worries at all. And come here, if you I, come back motto, to you with the other two, come back to with the other two. Well, there's always a place for me and you at the table. So we leave it at that then. And that'll be our four. All right. Yeah, so what if you had a motto, what would it be?
1: Um, A motto? What would my motto be? My motto would be, um, Give it a go. What's the worst that could happen?
0: Absolutely. I I like that. And as you said, if you want, you know, speed up the rate that you feel at and feel, feel, and feel many times. I think that's Mm. something that I think we all need to kind of accept earlier on in life and bring into a psyche. Ken, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you, this, to you today on AIBF Business Talk. You've certainly opened my eyes to the whole world of cloud first and cybersecurity and knowing the importance of having your team and your staff well-educated and more aware to make sure that they're that first wall um, in blocking the chain and keeping, um, keep, keeping the business safe. Ken, thank you so much for joining me. Listen to your story. It's no wonder that you've been a three-time business all-star. Congratulations you. on your most recent achievement as All-Star IT Entrepreneur of the Year 2022 and I look forward to meeting you in person in Crow Park hopefully on May the 18th next. Ken thank you so much. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do especially the Business All-Stars program just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember Never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl, goodbye.